Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hi, I'm Susan Offen. And I'm Laura Potter. And we're your hosts today for Pure Truth. We want to welcome you to our podcast and thank you for listening. Today, we'll be discussing dream interpretation. And our scripture for today comes from Proverbs 25.2. It is the glory of God to conceal a matter, but the glory of kings is to search out a matter. All right. You know, last week we talked about dreams, or actually Laura did all the talking <laughs> and where they came from. And today, Laura's going to be leading us again so she can give some great information on how to interpret your dreams. I'm doing more talking. <laughs> <laughs> so first, let me share with you a couple of passages of Scripture. Uh, the first one is from Genesis 48, and it says, We both had dreams, they answered, but there is no one to interpret them. And then Joseph said to them, Do not interpretations belong to God? Tell me your dreams. So she's just referencing that all interpretation comes from God. Yeah. And then in 2 Timothy 3, 16 through 17, it says, All scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness, so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. So I just wanted to point these out. So scripture is our resource tool for understanding interpretation, as well as teaching us and training us and equipping us for the good works that God's prepared for us. You know, I want to ask you, Lord, after you have a dream, do you immediately ask God about it every single time? Yes. Yep. And I, I have to first write it down so I don't forget any detail. And then I pray about it, meditate on it, and on the things that was shown to me in the dream, asking for God's insight and wisdom, just so I can interpret the dream. Yeah, that's good to know. And I keep hearing you say, write it down, write yes. it down. Yeah. So it's so important for us to remember that. Yep. Yep. It's a documentation. Yeah. Really. It helps us remember. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, in the first chapter of the book of Daniel, in verse 17, it says, God gave these four young men an unusual aptitude for understanding every aspect of literature and wisdom. And God gave Daniel the special ability to interpret the meaning of dreams and visions. And it says, Daniel and his three friends were taken into captivity by King Nebuchadnezzar when he invaded Judah. In the Bible. And so they were selected by kings, the king's servants, to be educated and made ready to serve in the royal courts. But it says God gave these four young men an aptitude for understanding every aspect of literature and wisdom. And he gave Daniel the special ability or the gifting to interpret the meanings of dreams and visions. And in the Old Testament, we see before Jesus came, he had, and before the outpouring of the Holy Spirit in the, the second chapter of Acts, these special abilities were given to individuals only for special purposes. And later in the New Testament, the Apostle Paul talks about these special abilities or gifts of the Holy Spirit in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. And verse 7 through 8, it says, A spiritual gift is given to each of us so we can help each other. To the person, the Spirit gives the ability to give wise advice. 
To another, the Spirit gives a message of special knowledge. And later in verse 11, it is the one and only Spirit who distributes all these gifts. He alone decides which gift each person should have. So what you're saying, Laura, is this was happening in the Old Testament times, but we have access to the Holy Spirit to be able to interpret dreams in the same way today? Right, right. So when we receive Christ... We also receive the Holy Spirit, who gives us gifts and abilities to do the same thing today, if we just ask for those gifts. And, you know, in in Ephesians, Paul tells us to desire the greater gifts, right? So, I believe interpretation is something we should all ask for, especially if you're a dreamer. Yes. Yeah. So, okay, so just a bit of background on me. I started having dreams since I was very young. Uh, One dream I can still remember to this day, I was probably around the age of seven when I first started receiving this dream. And in the dream, I was running from Satan in a big open field. I'm running in slow motion, just like in a lot of dreams. You're running in slow motion, and Satan seems to be running really fast, and he's gaining speed on me, you know. And I'm running to my father, and I see my dad, and I I go and I run up to him, and I stand next to him, and I'm holding onto his leg just like a little child. And he holds out his big black Bible, and Satan goes away. And I had this dream many, many times. And later, when I was older, I understood the authority. You know, I finally came into the understanding of the authority I had in Christ, yeah. and I understood finally the interpretation of that dream because God was showing me that when I'm being attacked by Satan, I'm to run to the Father and use the Word against the enemy. Yeah, that's yeah. good. Yeah, so, you know, and it's a regular thing for me to wake up almost every morning and many times in the middle of the night from dreams, and I would wake up wondering, why am I dreaming about this person or that situation or, yeah. or this place? I began praying and seeking God because... I knew these dreams couldn't just be random things processed through my brain because I hadn't even been thinking about them or I'd never been to those places that I was dreaming about. Yeah. You know, I've had many dreams since I was a child, too. I never thought anything about them. I thought I never thought they could come from God. I just thought it was normal to dream weird yeah. stuff. <laughs> what about you, Susan? Yeah, I had dreams a lot as a child, and I agree. I yeah. didn't know these were, this could be messages from God. Yeah. Right. Right, and that was the only dream I ever had as a child. But, you know, as I got older, I started looking at God's Word and looking at all the examples of how God gave dreams to people in the Bible, how He led them by those dreams and, you know, their destinies that He had planned out for them. So I began looking through bookstores and looking at books and, you know, for trying to understand why God gives us dreams and what to do with them when I got them. Right. And most books, you know, give some type of glossary or definitions as to you know, certain things, what they mean. But there were many things these books didn't even touch on that I was dreaming about. And so I was still left with a lot of questions regarding my dreams. And uh, these dreams that I was having were a mystery to me. And there was just something inside of me that I just couldn't leave it alone and forget about them uh, and not get the answer. I need to know why, you know. I I feel like God placed that in you. you Mm -hmm. Because I never had that curiosity. I just you know, it was like, no, okay, another weird dream. Right. So it's amazing how he, he wanted you to, to, I guess, search this out. Right. And I just kept having them over and over. So I'm like, okay, yeah, there's something, something to this. here. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you pursued it just yeah. like he wanted you to. Right. So I began, you know, to pray uh, scriptures. I found scriptures in the Bible that just 
you know, I thought, this is what I need to pray over myself, you know, and in the Bible, I would just go to God and I'd say, you're giving me all these dreams. I don't know what to do with them except pray and lift them up to you and ask for interpretation. So, you know, you say in the Bible, God, in Genesis 48, that all interpretation belongs to you. So I'm asking you to give me the interpretation to this dream, Yeah. <laughs> you know, and then later I'd read like Matthew 7, 9 through 11. It says, you parents... If your children ask for a loaf of bread, do you give them a stone instead? Or if they ask for a fish, do you give them a snake? Of course not. So if you sinful people know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give good gifts to those who ask Him? So I prayed, Father, I'm trusting you that you'll give me the gift of interpretation to be able to have the understanding and apply what you're giving to me in dreams. I'm believing that you'll do this for me and so I can be a good steward of what you've been given to me. Wow, I never knew to ask God, but the scripture you just gave says to ask. Right. Yeah, that's good. I agree. Right. Yeah. So I just prayed out of my own desperation. And uh, after reading those scriptures, it made sense that I needed to ask God for what I needed. And it was then that the Holy Spirit started to instruct me and tell me things. Um, He told me to document all my dreams. He told me specific directions. He said, write down the dream, the date of the dream, the time I woke up from the dream, and any significance to that date, like it, say it's the inauguration of the United States president, I would write that at the top of my paper, that I, in my journal. Did you have a dream about that? Or did something, something happen to you just using that as an example? Yes. Yes. Yeah. I've dreamt about lots of the presidents. Okay. Yeah. All right. So That's another uh, time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For another time, baby. Yeah. <laughs> I'd share, you know, sometimes I'd, I'd also put at the top like the t- a title, just so that I could go back through my journal and spot it easier, yeah. you know. So I would always write them down as soon as I woke up, like I said. And after some time, I knew I'd received a dream of significance from the Lord. I would get up immediately and write it down before I forgot any details. I mean, sometimes I'd get up and I was so groggy and tired in the middle of the night. It'd take me a bit to just even get out of bed. I'm struggling with that now. I'm starting to to know to write things down when I I see or hear them in the middle of the night. Right. And I've I've not done that. And I'll ask, you know, hey, can you help me remember this in the Lord morning or in the morning, Lord? And I forget. So yeah, I get it. Yeah. It's important to do it. It's right. so important to do it. And that's what I would do. I would pray. Yeah. And I'd say, God, I forgot. You're going to have to bring it back to my memory. Yeah. And he did. He would always bring it wow. back into my mind. So, and, and even at one time, I, I bought a, a voice recorder and I tried that, but, it, you know, I didn't want to wake up my husband oh, yeah. in the middle of the night. So, um, I just started journaling them, and I and that's what I've continued to do is just continue to write them in a journal, so you can go back even years later and see God how He's worked things out in your life, you know, by answering your dreams or how He answered prayers for individuals that you were praying for that He showed you in your dreams, or even seeing things come to pass that He revealed to you in the dreams, you know, like future events. Yeah. And when you do this, this is really good about to help you build your faith. Yeah. You know, and how you see God working in your life. Yeah. Well, you know, now that I'm learning that there's so much more to dreams, I've really started to tune into my thoughts when I first wake up. Yeah. It's all about making myself get up, write it down. But, you know, a lot of times I wake up and I feel that the Lord's given me a word or two to write down. A few days ago, even, I woke up and kept hearing these two words, military preparation, military preparation. That was huge for me, but it was over and over again. I immediately asked the Lord, why was I hearing those words? And he told me to write it down, and I just feel that there's more to come on this. Mm -hmm. Do you have any suggestions, Laura, on what I should pray for? 
for when stuff like that happens? Well, like Proverbs 2, 1 through 5 comes to my mind where it says, you know, my child, listen to what I say, treasure my commands, tune your ears to wisdom and concentrate on understanding. He says to cry out for insight and ask for understanding. And, and he even says, it gives an example to search for them as you would for silver, seek them like hidden treasures. Wow. And then you'll understand what it means to fear the Lord and you'll gain the knowledge of God. So I would pray that scripture over yourself and just ask the Lord to okay. give you the revelatory understanding that you need. Yeah. Well, I'll do that. Thank you. And then, you know, just do that in your prayer time. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, um, okay, well, Laura and I talked and I shared this dream with her yesterday. Yeah. And I want to share it with you all. And Laura's going to share the interpretation she received. Right. So we can get firsthand example of yes. how this goes. Awesome. So my dream, we were in, my family and I were in Florida on spring break, and I dreamt that I had a long sweater on and a huge tarantula the size of a stuffed animal was stuck to my sweater. I had a bulldog with me. I don't own a bulldog yeah, in real life, <laughs> but I have two other dogs. <laughs> yeah. And I knew the spider was on me, but I also knew I couldn't react and needed to stay calm. I couldn't take all that waiting, so I flung it hard and ran down the hallway to the bathroom with the dog and locked the bathroom door. Wow, creepy. <laughs> yes, don't think I'm crazy. <laughs> it tried to jump on the back of the dog in transit. I protected him and flung it off him, too. We were safe in the bathroom, but soon I realized I was trapped again Ooh. because we would eventually need to come out of the bathroom. The spider was ruling our life. How would we escape? Yeah, so Susan, you know, she gave me this dream, and I'm just going to say, you know, she had to give it me ahead of time because, you you know, interpretation sometimes can come quickly, yeah. Um, but sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes it'll take a week or two before I come up, you know, with an interpretation. And when she so gave this... It's all about praying, right? Yeah. To speak yeah. to the Lord. Yeah, because yeah. you really need to meditate on it and pray over it. You yeah. can come up with terms, you know, right. that I'll share with you some of the things that I noticed in her dream. You're really like putting it together in the flow that God wants the message right. given to them. And so I rely very 100%. I rely heavily on the Holy Spirit giving me the interpretation so you know, good. to the dream. So let's just look at her dream and go through some of the things that stuck out to me in the dream. And a lot of times the Holy Spirit will do that. It's almost like he's highlighting things that he wants me to look at. Yeah. So the first thing I noticed was the sweater that she was wearing. And so a sweater can represent one who is anxious worries or sweats, see it's a play on words, yeah. sweats the situation, uh, it can also represent comfort. But she was wearing a long sweater. And so to me, that was like, she's been anxious for a long time. Okay. And then you were wearing the sweater, so you're clothed in anxiety for a long time. Wow. And then I looked at the tarantula. You know, it, it's a, it means a large commanding enemy is setting traps in an attempt to overpower and harm you through loss and devastation. To see a tarantula in your dream indicates that there is a smooth operator who is planning to entrap you by spinning some silky words and springing secret attack that will suck all your strength, your energy, and entrap your life sources. And so then the bulldog, I, I focused on the bulldog. The bulldog represents like grabbing the situation by the horns, stubborn determination, bullheaded tenacious, powerful <laughs> words, you know, that lock on to help or, or to harm a very dogged determination person or friend who holds on and they won't let go and a resolute fighter. Wow. It's also something that it represents. Uh -huh. And then the bathroom, you know, you see the bathroom and it's a place of cleansing, but it's also a place where you, you're looking at your true self in the mirror. 
So I prayed over all those different terms. It's like pieces to a puzzle. So you see all those different definitions. And then I prayed over Susan, and I asked the Lord for interpretation, and and this is what I saw. So, Susan, uh, you were wearing anxiety or worry, and you've been wearing it for a long time. You know, we know each other. Yeah. Uh, and, wow. and Susan did give me permission to share this, yes, you know, because not everybody wants to share and put all their stuff out yeah. there for everybody to it's see. But It's pure truth. <laughs> but she also wanted you listeners, you know, to understand we're all real people. Yeah, we us. all struggle. We all have things that we're dealing with, and God's showing us things. So... This is why we wanted to share it with you guys. So I did see her wearing anxiety and worry for such a long time, and that it's actually become comfortable, like the sweater can also be comfortable, right? So, But it's become normalized for you, and it does for a lot of people. We just, we cope with a lot of things, you know? There is demonic activity attacking you in your life that is sucking the very life out of you. It's depleting you of your energy and your life strength. It's a smooth operator, and it spins its web in such a way that it's not easily identified, and it traps you. It's, it's, it trapped you in the bathroom, right? Yes. You know? But the good thing is God always gives us encouragement and yeah. a way out, yes, and he, he showed you that he's given you a bulldog, <laughs> and right. the bulldog's there to help you in this situation, and you just you grab the situation by the horns with tenacious strength. You'll be enabled to face it head on with powerful words given to you by the Holy Spirit to see this issue and lock onto it and not letting it go until it's gone and removed from your life. You are a resolute fighter. Wow. Okay. I love it. Also, you know, you were chased and trapped in the bathroom by this anxiety. But while you're in the bathroom, which is that place of cleansing and taking a good look in the mirror, the Holy Spirit's going to help you to see what needs to be removed and cleansed from your life. So, I'm so impressed. Does that, that resonate with you? Yes, at all? it does. Wow, that's just confirmation. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yes. That's that's what I need. You know, like I need to know that this was it. It struck a chord. Yeah. You know, and it fit just right, and it's what the Lord was saying. So that that gives me encouragement that I was doing it Thank right. You. you know, but Thank that you, He's Laura. giving the the provision of the interpretation. Yeah. Yes. Thank so, you, Laura. You're welcome. <laughs> Thank you, God. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Absolutely. Thank you, God. So in the last podcast, I shared you know, a lot of different types of dreams that God would give us and, and the, the kind of dreams that God gave people in the Bible and that He gives us today. So today I want to share with you some things that I've learned about dream language. And almost everything given to you in a dream is symbolic, and it has significance. So some things might be taken literally, and you just have to ask God to give you that discernment and wisdom to know the difference between if it's literal or, or symbolic and know the... Uh, have that ability to interpret the dream. Yeah. So when you're processing a dream, <clears throat> like I said, when you first get the dream, write everything down, including every detail you can remember, including the first emotional impression that you had about the dream, like how you felt, you know, when you woke up. Right. Did I feel uplifted, encouraged? Did I feel frightened, rejected, nervous, alone, lost? You know, remember, we can basically get dreams from three different sources. Like I said in the last podcast, from either God, from Satan, or our own flesh, like your soul soul realm. So we have to analyze our emotions within the context of the dream to see where the dream is coming from. Wow. And I wanted to say, I have had dreams that did come from God that caused me to wake up very scared and unnerved. But I understood right away what he was showing me in regards to the things I feared about the enemy himself that I needed to, to fight against and stop cowering away in fear. And I'm going to share with you guys a quick dream 
just as an example of this, so you understand okay. what I mean. So in the dream, I was talking with someone, and I was showing this person how to handle a snake, right? I had this snake, and it was like a small garden snake, and I was holding it by its head and, and was explaining to the person that if you just hold it correctly, it can't bite you. And then in the next scene, I was in another room, and all of a sudden, this huge black cobra came slithering into the room. Yeah. And it filled me with fear. And in my mind, I thought, if I just lay down on this table and pretend I'm dead, he'll leave me alone. <laughs> yeah. But instead, as I lay on the table, that big black cobra came up and slithered oh, all no. the way up my no, body. No, no, no. Yes. Yeah. And he stared me right in the uh-uh. face. <laughs> I woke up from the dream in that moment, panting and out of breath and sweating, you know, because I was so filled with fear. And as I lay there praying and I was thinking about the dream, God spoke to me and he said, you think you can handle your fear, but what will you do when you stand face to face with the enemy himself? Oh, goodness. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, because in a lot of my dreams, I was running, hiding. And God doesn't want you to do that. He wants you to stand up and be a warrior and fight these things that are yes. attacking you. Yeah. Don't be afraid of them. Right. Yeah. That's what we've, we've been learning all that. You know? Right. And I, I had a legitimate fear of Satan, and God was showing me I needed to understand who I was in Christ and the authority that I carried in Christ. So good. Yeah. yeah. So don't think that God only gives you just nicey-nicey dreams yeah. and visions <laughs> of angels and you know beautiful things, yeah. and He will. He has had given me some wonderful dynamic, heavenly. It's not just butterflies, unicorns, or rainbows. Right. <laughs> <laughs> or unicorns, un- what is it, unicorns throwing up rainbows? Yes, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> he gives you dreams, you know, that are for your good. And to, they're to lift you up, they're to encourage you, but also bring you into a better understanding of who you are and who you're called to be. And sometimes those things you need to face in your own life can seem frightening. Wow, Laura, that's good. You know, I've had scary dreams too, some that were terrifying. So this is great information on what we need to do when we experience this. Yes, I've had scary dreams too. Yeah. Thanks for sharing this, Laura. This definitely helps. So hold on. Do you ladies think we all go through this? I mean, everyone on their spiritual journeys? Yeah. Through these frightening, scary dreams? Mm -hmm. I think so too. And you know, unless you've been raised in a church where they teach these things to you about the enemy and your identity at a very young age. Like sometimes they do that in charismatic churches. You know, right. they'll teach you starting when you're real young, which I think is awesome. Right. You know, you, you need to well, know you these even things. you said at seven years old, you were already having dreams and you already knew what Satan, right. you already knew that to be fearful of that. Yeah. You learned that at a, at a young age and you know how to overcome and, you know, defeat it. Right. And, you know, think I thought about it. I'm like, well, I became a Christian when I was seven years old. Yeah, exactly. So that made a lot of sense that the Holy Spirit was already at work in it me, was. trying to equip yeah. me and, and keep me, you know, get me ready for yeah. what was coming so I could be prepared. Yeah. The enemy doesn't start coming after you, you know, when you become an, an adult. He starts at coming after you when you're When born. you're young. Yes. When you're born. Yep. Yep. He sees that destiny on you and yeah, he's he attacking you. Yeah. So. So like again, like I said, after I've written the whole dream down, I go through, this is my process, I underline or highlight words that are important to me, like I did for Susan's dream. And, and how, you know, how do we know that's even important? So here's, I'm going to give you a list of things to help you kind of have an idea of things to take note of. Okay. So like, look at your dream. Who's in my dream? Is it family, coworkers? Is it a baby? Is it people of the past, present, or people unknown? 
like a stranger? Yeah. How do I feel when I wake up from the dream? Am I exhausted? Am I energized? Do I feel bolder or timid or calm at peace? In my dream, is my dream full of light? Is there daylight or is it nighttime? Is it darker, like a darker atmosphere? Yeah. Where am I at? What kind of buildings and places am I in? Direction, like am I upstairs in a high-rise building or in the basement or underground? Am I looking to the north, the south, the east, the west? I mean, these, these directions mean something. Yeah. Colors. Are there colors? Colors are huge in a dream. So are, what are the colors in the dream? What color was the person's hair, their clothing, the color of the car, the color of the sky? This is huge. Wow. Numbers are huge, yeah. too. You know, numbers are not just in dreams, but God will speak to you through numbers in yep. a lot of other ways, too, just in regular life. So how many people were you in the dream? count how many people what what floor were you on like i'm on the third floor whatever Mm. what was the address of the building numbers are huge so take note of any numbers you see maybe you'll see a a newspaper i've had newspapers in my dream where i see the date but not the year yeah i'm like oh i need to know everything (laughs) but he just gives you clues right yeah that are important for you clothing you know what what are you wearing like susan she had a long sweater on you know, were you wearing clothing or were you totally naked? Because I've had dreams where I was okay. totally naked. <laughs> but that can be good, too, because when you're totally naked, that just means you're, you're transparent and you're not hiding anything. Uh, you're standing. So that's a good thing, right? Right. Okay. right? So you huh. think it's, it's weird to be naked, but, you know, God's showing you this is actually a good thing yeah. symbolically. Yeah. So, and then you know, look at what season is it? Is it spring, summer, winter, fall? It's, is it sunny? Is it cloudy, windy, or snowing? These are all symbolic too. Animals, birds, reptiles, insects, big animals. Was it a small animal? Again, the size, the color, the activity that's taking place. These are all really important to take note of. So write all the details down. Right. You're gonna My goodness. Get right. That's a lot of discipline. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it does. It does, and it takes time, but it's worth it. Yeah, yes. If you want to know, God's speaking to you. If right. You know, I mean, if hopefully it's God. Sometimes we may, you know, it may not be, but either way, we want to know. Right. Because yeah. don't, haven't, like everybody said, God, I want to hear your voice better. Yeah. I want to be able to hear you speak to me. Why aren't you talking, God? And then he'll give you a dream and he goes, I just gave you a dream. Why don't you go figure that out? <laughs> but we don't know that. Like I said before, you don't know, right? Uh, I keep hearing this from Jesus. They don't understand what they don't know. Right. Right. We have to. Go and seek it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And God doesn't want you to just be spoon-fed all your life. He wants yeah. you to grow up and mature and know that you need to seek these things out yes. and become knowledgeable and wisdom in the ways of God, that's the right. ways of Yahweh. Part- right. Partner with Him. Right. Oh, yeah. that's huge. Yeah. So this is just a really short list of things to take note of, to underline and begin to research the meaning. Some dreams may be very bizarro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like the tarantula, like, ah, you know. Weird. They're, they're, they may be bizarro, but it's, you know, because dreams are God's way of trying to show you a new way to think and understand mm-hmm. his symbolic language. So it may be bizarro to us, but not to him. Right. So like our opening verse today, it said, Proverbs 25, 2, was, it's the glory of God to conceal a matter, but the glory of kings is to search out a matter. So we're getting kingly understanding. I love that. Wow. Right? Oh, <laughs> So, and just seek him, you know, for revelatory wisdom and knowledge. And so we can learn how to think his way. Yeah. That's good information. That's really good information. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, thanks. So I'm, I'm also going to give you an example of some things to be on the lookout uh, in your dreams. But I also want to give you some examples of interpretation of those things that might be taking place with you in your dreams. So like when you see people. 
take note, is it your father? You know, well, a father can represent Father God, your natural father, a spiritual authority in your life. Your mother could represent the church or Jerusalem, charity, love, comfort, Holy Spirit. It could be a meddler, you know, depending on your mom. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Your actual mother, it could be, or a spiritual mother or a teacher. Sometimes when you get dreams about a baby, you're being given a responsibility over something new that's dependent on you to provide for all of its needs. A ministry or a business in, in, in its infancy stage or being fruitful or productive. A new Christian could represent a baby because they're yeah. immature, right? Right. We have to learn as we grow. Right. Yeah. A grandmother or a grandfather both represent like either a righteous or unrighteous generational inheritance or can represent the Holy Spirit. Uh, light in a dream. God is light. In Him, there's no darkness at all, right? That's what the Bible says. So it's being in a place of light that represents being in God's presence. And to see a light in your dream could possibly mean a new idea or having clarity about something. Like many times, God will give me a play on words and I'll see a light bulb, meaning, ding, I've got a new idea. Yeah. You know? It's good. You know, whenever I, I get my visions, I see light a lot. Right. So that's just confirmation for me that I'm in the presence of God. So Right. It's a vision from God, so yes. you're going to be in the light. Yeah. You know? So good. Darkness. If you have a, a dream that's full of darkness, it could represent like fearful, hopelessness, or depression, isolation, like being kept in the dark. Again, another play on words. Yeah. Sin, evil. Uh, the buildings that you're in represent yourself or the body making positive progress or upper levels, meaning like you're moving up in your understanding of the Holy Spirit. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, or or like if you're down in the basement, it represents your flesh or fleshly attitudes or thoughts. If you look out the building and you're surrounded by a green lawn, that could mean prosperity or success. An old crumbling building would mean that there's things in disrepair and you need God's renovations. Wow. Yeah. So another thing, too, is like direction. You know, the north, south, east, and west. So okay. in, when you're looking at like the east or God shows you something in the east, the east represents like Jesus, you know, the rising of the sun or heading in the right direction. Like Matthew 4, 1 through 2, or Ezekiel 43, 1 through 2, the east represents God's glory. And the wise men, remember in the Bible about okay. the, yeah. you know, the Jesus being born, the wise men came from the east. All scripture is given for the east in a positive view. Yeah. So east is a good thing. Right. All right. And then in the west, the west represents the setting of the sun or evening, the end, death, last, the departure of the glory of God, the beginning of night, completion, death, old age. So So typically opposite opposite of of the east, right? So it's kind of good, bad. Yeah. The south represents earth's quietness, opposite of the north wind. Happiness, success, love, good times, a place of refreshment. So that's also good. Uh, The north also represents heaven, like power, to be exalted, God, promotion. You know, it comes from the north or God himself, God's throne. So just remember this, like the east is before the face of God, the west is behind him, the south is to his right, and the north is to God's left, because God's above everything. That's right. Oh, wow. Right? So interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so the other things that you can get definitions for or understanding is like colors now. Like I said, colors are huge. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of times when I was first looking up these definitions for colors, I couldn't find the definition for those colors. And so like turquoise, it's made of blue and green. So I would look up the definition for blue and the definition for green and just kind of ask the Lord for understanding 
about turquoise, you know, because yeah. someone once told me, hey, I love turquoise. Turquoise and aqua are my favorite colors, right? right. So someone told me one time I was wearing uh, turquoise jewelry and I had a turquoise shirt on and she said, God wants you to look into the color turquoise and he needs you to to gain understanding on that color. So of course I was like, okay. <laughs> and I started searching through and I couldn't find a definition for turquoise. So I just looked up green and blue, put that together and understood it was like bringing the things of heaven to the earth That's because so yeah, as I'll explain the different colors, you'll get that, right? Yeah. So like look at aqua. It symbolizes the creative vitality of youth, godly revelation and inspiration. So I'm like, awesome. That's you know. Good. Blue, it represents the color, like typically of a boy. Right. You know, pink girl, blue boy. Right. Uh, a spirit of might, faith, spiritual communion with God, uh, divine revelation, calmness, tranquility, Holy Spirit. You think about the color, the colors that God created the earth. The, the sky is blue. The sea is blue. And the grass and the earth is green. These are very calming, yeah, nurturing colors, right? So he created it for us. Right. Red, the spirit of the Lord, anointing, power, prophetic anointing, prayer, evangelist, the blood of Jesus, Jesus' healing atonement, passion, emotion, energy, fire, sex, love, excitement, leadership, warrior, rage, sin, death, anger, fighting, lust, bloodshed. You know, so see, so you can see it's a some. A lot. Red represents a lot. A yeah. lot. And so you can see the good yeah. and the bad, right? Right. right. So when you're looking up these things, they'll have both, sometimes both good and bad. Yeah. And didn't you say you thought red was the yeah, sign of evil, evil or the I, devil? I, I used to think that. Yeah, so did I. Right. So in that, in, if, in that case, it may have been for the right. context of whatever it was that but you're I mean, thinking there's about. there's some pretty evil stuff in here. The rage, the rage, sin, sin death. Yeah. You know, when someone's full of rage, Anger, their face is red, evil, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So it makes sense. Yep. So green is the spirit of counsel. Growth, prosperity, wealth, health, money, vigor, generosity, rest, nature, eternal life, spring, new beginnings, right? Yeah. Or it can also mean jealousy, envy, pride, flesh, misfortune. And yellow, it's the spirit of understanding, hope, gift of God, light, marriage, teacher, family, celebration, joy, and happiness. It also represents summer, but it can also represent fear like or a coward. You know, you're yellow. Yeah. Illness, hazards, dishonesty, pride, weakness. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then orange. And I'm just going through the basic colors here, but orange, like a spirit of wisdom, perseverance, powerful force, energy, balance, heat, fire, purification, enthusiasm, playfulness, stubbornness, strong-willed. It also represents rebellion, witchcraft, danger, harm, or warning. So then we also see brown is a compassion, a pastor, humility, repentant, born again, calm, depth, nature, like the color of dirt, richness, rust, tradition, sheep, without spirit, humanism, self-effort, dead, tired, worn out, and weathered, like yeah. weathered leather, you know, okay, yeah. black, neutral, it's a neutral color, yeah. dusk, moved with passion, the midnight hour, sophistication, formality, elegance, wealth, mystery, style, can also represent sin, grief, death, physical affliction, mourning, lack, and the enemy himself. Yeah. 
And now I'm going to get into numbers. Numbers are huge. Yeah. Okay. And I'm only going to give you one through 10. Okay. But there's a lot more, you know, there. So for one, if you see number one, it can represent something eternal. It's God, the beginning, singleness, independence. Okay. Number two, separation, division, split, witness, testimony, blessing, multiplication. So like, you know, when you, you someone has a car accident, you need two people to make a witness. Right. So that's, that's what that means. So right. then the number three, the Holy Trinity, perfect union, completeness. That's our God. Mm-hmm. Yes. Number four, weakness. Or it can also mean, mean like the, the four corners of the earth, the world, creation, seasons. Uh, number five, grace, favor, action, redemption. Number six, weakness of man, toil, incompleteness, the serpent, physical world, humanity. So, you know, remember in the Bible it says the number of man is six. Yeah. But it's also like the number of Satan or the number of the beast. The number of the beast is six six six. So that's that's where that comes from. Uh, the number seven, completeness, wholeness, fullness, spiritual perfection, forgiveness. Like in the Bible when he says, How many times do I forgive? It's seventy times seven. Yeah, Jesus says that, yeah. Right. And then number eight represents man's ability to transcend limits of physical existence, resurrection, teacher, new birth, or beginning, circumcision. Because, you know, the, the Hebrews, they circumcised the little boys on the eighth day. Yep. Yep. Number nine represents the Holy Spirit movement, conclusion, fullness of blessings, renewal, judgment, or an evangelist. Yeah. And then number 10 represents the law, government, restoration. Nurture, order, trial, testing, ten plagues, ten commandments. You know, these are all very symbolic. And I'm just going to give you those ten, but there's even more, you know. I'm sure. I'm taking notes. What about you, Susan? So am I. This is a lot of information. It's great information. Well, you guys, the list can go on and on. (laughs) (laughs) Even if you've got, you know, a great resource book in front of you, and you look up all the definitions for everything you dream, you're still going to have to pray and meditate oh, yeah. on your dream yeah. and ask God for you know his revelatory insight and knowledge that only comes from him. Yep. He's your truth mm-hmm. source. So over the years, you know, I've pieced together some definitions I found in other books that gave me some help in understanding my dreams. But it wasn't until I attended uh, you know, a conference that I went to, it was by it was from Doc, I can't even say it. Dr. <laughs> Barbie Breathitt. She's also a prophetess and she's gifted in dream interpretation. And I also found her resources to be the greatest of help. Yeah. And since then I've also attended her courses on dream interpretation and spiritual healing. And I, I highly recommend her book, A to Z Dream Symbology Dictionary. That's the title of the book. This is where all the information I've given you today came from. And I believe her definitions are the most biblically accurate and spiritually sound that I've found. And you can find her books at her and her resources at uh, www.myonar, that's M-Y-O-N-A-R.com. And I hope that you guys have gotten some insight and oh, yes. some headway and understanding and interpreting yes. your dreams and uh, just getting on the right track for interpretation. Wow, this is all so good, Laura. Thank you. Yeah, Thank you. So good. You're welcome. All right, well, it's time to close. Uh, we hope you enjoyed our discussion today on dream interpretation. And next week, we'll be discussing our favorite scripture and give you some personal testimonies that will reference those scriptures. And I just want to close today with this scripture from Colossians 2.3. In him lie hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. 
And today's episode was edited by Caitlin Beck. So thank you, Caitlin. We want to give another reference to Barbie Breathitt for her wisdom, insight, and gifting and dream interpretation. And also, you know, me and Susan just want to say a special thank you to Laura for all of her amazing input on dream interpretation. It was so good. Yeah, thank, you, Laura. thank you. Glad to share it. So before you go, we invite you to please leave a written review anywhere you listen to this podcast. The more positive reviews we receive will lead to more listeners that God can reach. Also, please subscribe. We would appreciate it very much. And thank you for listening and allowing us to pour pure truth into you today. We would love to hear from you. So please email us at puretruthpodcast3, that's the number three, at gmail.com. Yeah, and please visit our websites, kathyzaka.com, chosentowrite.com, and susanoffin.com. And we hope you'll join us next time. And remember, live thirsty. Thank you, and may the Lord bless you and keep you and make his face shine upon you and give you his peace. All right, until next time. Susan, Laura, and Kathy. Ever thought about starting your own podcast? Do you have a business or a message you want to share with the world? Well, now it's easier than ever with Electricast. Hi, I'm Mark Netter. And I'm Peter Rafelson. We're the founders of Electricast Media. Whether you want to start a new podcast or already have one, join Electricast to grow your audience, monetize your content, and build your community. With our simple sign-up, you get free promotion, world-class analytics, premium ads, and personal support. Go to Electricast.com and join our community today. Electricast. Transform your influence. Electricast. Introducing the Deep Leadership Podcast. Leadership is a people business. That's the philosophy of your podcast host, John Rennie. As a former submarine officer who spent 22 years leading businesses in corporate America before starting his own manufacturing business, he knows that leadership matters. Leadership matters. Deep leadership is real-world, actionable leadership advice from John and his expert guests. Become a leader worth following. Subscribe today. Electric Acid. Electric Acid.